Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Sports Radio 610 presents Payne and Pendergast. Right, dude, I'm looking at this story right now on Pro Football Talk about the EA Sports College football game that's coming out and EA yeah. trying to uh, secure the NIL rights from 11,000 football players. My head hurts looking oh at this. Oh my gosh. They, and they're all are they all individual negotiations? No, they're trying to do it in a blanket form. We'll get to it in a second. Okay. I, they're trying to get to it in a blanket format. I, I, good luck. Um, <laughs> uh, this... This was a crazy story yesterday. This was nuts. This is bananas. Um, so we know the Philadelphia Eagles were, they were one of the really, I, I would say one of the biggest disappointments of the 2023 NFL season. I mean, they came within a, a, a bad call of winning a Super Bowl last year. Jalen Hurts got paid in the offseason. Teams cherry-picked their two coordinators out of there, Jonathan Gannon and Shane Steichen, to become head coaches. Might have played a big role in some things. But they were bad at the end of the year, including in the playoffs where they got blown out by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So there's a lot of soul-searching going on in Philadelphia. But apparently, according to Eagles reporter, longtime Eagles reporter Derek Gunn, the, um, the big reason why the Eagles were so bad at the end of the season was because if you recall, there was a game between the Eagles and the 49ers where a fellow by the name of Dom DeSandro, their security chief, the sideline security guy for the Eagles, who you always see him kind of hanging out near Nick Sirianni, the head coach, um, he made contact with 49ers linebacker Drake Greenlaw during a a game on December the 3rd. And um, apparently, apparently, well, Big Dom, they call him, Dom DeSandro. And he was banned from the sidelines for the rest of the year. Uh, evidently that was, according to Derek Gunn, Eagles reporter, the catalyst for why the Eagles were so bad. Gunn posted on Twitter that Big Dom, quote, controls Sirianni's emotions on the sidelines and that in his absence, Nick gets in numerous arguments with players and coaches during games. Yeah, yeah. So all the sideline friction. Nick Sirianni just completely. Completely loses all composure. Yes, and gets into confrontations with officials and uh, and and players. And I don't know. He probably kicked the puppy somewhere along the way. Yeah, it's a bad look. Bad look for Nick Sirianni. Dude. If this is true that you have to that this is the reason that everything really swirled down the drain at that point. I I'm um 
I'm a little skeptical of this. I feel like it could have been a contributing factor mm-hmm. or maybe kept them from maybe kept the Eagles from handling the swirling down the drain as well yeah. as they otherwise could have. Maybe the, maybe the swirling wouldn't have been as severe right. if Big Dom had been around to keep people's composure or what have you. I mean, some of it was just flat out that their defense – like, this was – before it was even really known to everybody. I remember getting in an argument with somebody about the Eagles' defense not being as good this year as mm-hmm. they were last year, and they refused to believe it or accept it. But the pass defense wasn't as good, like, pretty much all season long. Yeah. Uh, it just got more and more and more exposed as the year went on. But this is uh, – that, that's not good if you're head coach. This feels a little Bill O'Brien-ish. Is, yeah. it, is all Bill O'Brien missing? A big dom. A big dom. Yeah. Maybe so. Can he get a big dom for himself at BC? And might be that be the, the secret sauce to him actually controlling his emotions? Spent a lot of time in Boston, and I can tell you from firsthand knowledge, Seth, a lot of big doms in Boston. A lot yeah. of big doms up there. I, this, Wait, are you sure they can find an overweight Italian in the Northeast <laughs> named somewhere, Dom? Sean? <laughs> yes. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Um, I, here's my thing on this. I don't know, man. Maybe I come from a world where I watch The Sopranos a lot. Yeah. A guy, And there was a guy named Big Dom on The Sopranos who was a real bleep starter on that show. I just feel like a guy named Big Dom, if he's the cooler head that needs to prevail, you're probably sitting in a situation that is fraught with disaster. <laughs> like, if Big Dom is the voice of reason in something, yeah. I've watched enough mob movies and Sopranos episodes to know that very few times is Big Dom the guy that's coming in as the cooler in a situation. If Big Dom comes in to clean up the mess at the school board, yes. uh, you're in for another set of messes, okay? This is, uh, this is the issue. Right. Hey, I got a little bit of a financial situation, Sean. I was short of some cash, so I called in Big Dom. Is that a good idea? <laughs> No, no, it's not a good idea. Not at all. Like, tell me the instances in which it's actually a good idea to bring in Big Dom. Yeah. There are none. I'm having some problems with my wife. You think we should, maybe I should go have a beer with Big Dom. No, 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 no. no. That's, the, that's the last thing you need to do. That's funny. He's going to kill her. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, if we take the name out of it, I mean, there's probably times in life we all could use somebody that kind of like, you know, Talks us back off the ledge on certain things like that. Take your SATs for you. Dials us back, takes our SATs for us. But I'm just saying, like, helps, like, kind of calm you down in a situation, you know? Well, Um, like, if Bill O'Brien had a big dom when he went after that fan in the tunnel. Yeah. I mean, his big dom ended up being DeAndre Hop. Big Hop, yeah. If Hopkins is your big dom. He's your big hop, your big DeAndre, yeah. <laughs> DeAndre had to grab his coach and say, come on. Yeah. Hey, come on here, coach. feller. Yeah. You're a little too rambunctious. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, Are you buying it, though, that, that that it's that big a deal? Now, remember, Sean McVay has that guy <laughs> that grabs him by, like, the, the, the waist of his pants. Like, when you know when you give a little kid, like, an airplane ride, yeah. you grab him by the back <laughs> yeah, of his pants? Yes, and yeah. the, This guy does that to little Sean, little Shawnee McVay. Yeah. Um, like, that's just to keep from getting a penalty, though. It's not yeah. necessarily his temper. And McVay, yeah, McVay, he doesn't strike me as a guy that gets angry. That's just exuberance. Um, yeah. I am, I am buying it as a factor. Yeah, I'm buying. Yeah, because I just I don't think much of Nick Sirianni. That's what it boils down to for me, and and you know that's always been the case ever since. The yeah. first part of being smart is knowing what to do. Yeah, I feel like I'm mad that they went to a Super Bowl because it put people off the scent for a year. That this guy's a moron. So less I, thinking equals talent. Do over. I think that guy might have temper issues on a sideline if he doesn't have a big dom in I, his ear? Yes, yes, I do. I, I have found my chat GPT project for the afternoon, which is to take Nick Sirianni's opening 
press conference yeah. and uh, create an outline for a motivational book okay. from it. <laughs> okay. First chapter is had, knowing what to do. Knowing what to do. <laughs> yes. That's chapter and two. The, Less thinking talent. equals talent takeover. That's right. I love it. I love it's gonna it. It's going to be a two-chapter book. Yeah, yeah. I, I totally believe that. You know why, too, Seth? I, like, I watched enough Eagles football uh, the second half of the season. They were on TV a lot because they were thought to be one of the better teams going into the season. Their sideline looked like their sideline looked like the DMV. You ever go to the DMV and everybody's sitting there looking miserable, like just yeah, looking. Jalen Hurts would just have a kind of that yes. thousand yard stare all the yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. Just be staring straight at AJ Brown wanted to kill somebody, you know, yeah. like it was. So it was. Yeah, I, I believe it was a factor. I, I believe in the ethos of Big Dom. Yes. Well, yeah. So you brought up this Craig Carton. Oh, what outlet is he on now? He's on FS1. He does a he does a morning show on FS1 on TV. Okay, so Craig Carton uh, claims to know something yeah. super scintillating about the Philadelphia Eagles. Here's the quote. He's Craig Carton on FS1 said he knows the quote real reason the Eagles collapsed last season. It's a problem that would this is a quote from him. It's a problem that would splinter any group of men. Any group of men. It is a real significant problem, and it cannot be fixed. I will tell you that. I'm not going to say anything more than that. Then he goes on to say, <laughs> it'll be very interesting to see if a high-profile player will be with them next season, end quote. Okay, so what, uh, what would splinter any group of men? Okay. I feel like reason number one, and it's like way out in front, would be some dude having an affair with a teammate's wife or girlfriend. Like, this is number one with yeah. a bullet, right? That has been uh, a factor in a few different instances, at least in NFL uh, history, where it explains why a team would get rid of a very talented player. Yes. Well, turns out this dude couldn't keep his business out of his teammate's business. And yeah, yeah. Okay. So, uh, so that would be a notable one. That would, that would splinter any group of men. Absolutely. Okay, so that's number one. I've got a few. Uh, number two, something racist or political in a yeah. locker room. I would be surprised if it was political, um, unless the political ventured into the racist side of things yeah. or something. Like if you're, yeah, if you're running for, you know, uh, the grand grand minister of the clan or something. Yes. That would be a problem uh, in an NFL if that's, locker room. If that's yeah. your political issue, then yes. Right, right. Um, but yeah, the racist part too. Now the Eagles, Eagles have a history of having survived Racial schism. Riley before. Cooper. Yeah. Riley Cooper. Yeah. And one of the weirdest yeah. uh, retentions of a player ever, well, Chip Kelly chose to use as uh, Riley Cooper. Yeah, I don't think yeah, he wouldn't have lasted in 2023 yeah. with what he said. So, um, uh, yeah, I would say, so, okay, so something racial for sure. Yeah. I don't know about political. Uh, number three, fantasy football. <laughs> yeah. And I cite Tommy Pham and Jock Peterson. Different sport, right. but it turned into a fist fight. Fantasy football. I guess the difference there is they weren't on the same team, right? They were not, but they, they you know, you're right. They weren't in the same yeah. clubhouse. That's right. That's right. Tommy Pham walked across the field, he waited. found Jock Peterson, and blasted him in the face. He waited all year long to, to, to have that confrontation to play the in person. Giants or whoever they were playing at the time. Um, number four. Uh-huh. Someone giving bogus investment advice to guys in the locker room, like. I've I've seen that happen. Yeah. Uh, okay. The various things that I saw people fall prey to. 
the war, the first one was a calling card pyramid scheme. Mm. That was when I got I was a rookie, and I remember I remember the two defensive linemen having an argument about, and the one one guy was brighter than the other one, and the bright guy was telling this guy, "The math doesn't make sense. Yeah, you don't. I, I'm he's laying it out for him on paper. The math, do, do not do this. Do not do this. Of course, the other guy did it, <laughs> of course. and like lost a year's salary. Yeah, on it. And, yeah. Uh, and then another one was another the um. There was a big scam that I think people still try to run, but it's like a, 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 a sham story about there's a huge estate sale, yeah. and because of the restrictions on the sales, like it's open to these only a limited number of people, so you can buy a you can buy a, a brand new Benz for like twenty thousand dollars. Yeah, I saw like a couple different times I had to talk guys out of that, and it sucks because they're always Dude. they're always angry at you with you, Dude. like because they feel like you're like you're trying to keep me from you're trying to keep me from taking part in these incredible profits. You, you know who you are. Or who you were, uh, you were investment big dom is who you were. I was big. You were <laughs> the first part of being smart is knowing what to do. You were getting guys ears saying, "Hey, chill out, calm oh, down." There's another one. I actually took them to the SEC's, not the athletic conference, but the uh, Securities and Exchange Commission. It was either them or the FBI, whatever it was. One of the government that like laid out exactly the letter that people use and everything. Yeah. To to this one was about like. Uh, there was another scam about bonds that had been reserved by like a, in the Geneva Convention or some mm-hmm. some crazy story. I go to the FBI website. It's sitting there as an example of this specific scam. The very letter that this person is showing me. I show the person the letter on the website and they're like, "Well, yeah, I mean, that's just that's what all the people that are trying to keep us from profiting are are doing like that's all part of the conspiracy. Oh my god! So I'm like, all right, man, just go do yeah. it. He lost all his money. Somehow oh. was mad at me for for you know like still like it, he was convinced that me uh, like not going along with it was one of the reasons that the people bailed on him. Oh it my was, god! Uh, it was crazy. You got yeah. mad at Big Seth. <laughs> I got to get into the scam business, man. It's yeah. so easy. Yeah. Apparently, evidently, just, uh, I'm always on the wrong end. Ben. Of it. Put that uh, scam. put that into our big book of business ideas. I'm writing fraud. scam and big capital scam on a page. Yes. That's it. That's it. Um, you know what? One of the like as I read Carton's quote again, Seth, it's a problem mm. that would splinter any group of men. Any group of men. If this were like I don't know how long ago, like call it say fifteen years ago, yeah, I think immediate speculation would be that the Eagles have a gay player in the locker room. Yeah, I think would have been something, and I, I think I, I think we're more evolved now at this point. Um, but I think that would have been on the board a while back. I don't think it would I don't be think something. it would have splintered a group of gay men. Uh, he said no. any group of men. Any group. That's so true. So like it was at a, a San Francisco bathhouse? Like, I'm like, okay, whatever. Group, right, no, that's a good point. There would, be, there would be several groups that would be fine with it. Yeah. No, good, very you good like, point. You go back 50 years, very, and uh, you can't say any group of men. Very you good know? point. Now, the point you make is a good one, which is if the Eagles have a high-profile player leave – or yeah. get or or get cut, yeah. right? Forget about like guys will leave in free agency, but if a guy gets cut, especially if it's a big name, everybody's going to assume that they that he is the person that Carton is referring to. Yeah, yeah, that's because he says it will be very interesting. That's lame because he says it will be very interesting to see if a high-profile player will be with them next season. Yeah. So now all of a sudden, if like AJ Brown gets traded as a cap cost measure or something, anything like that at all. It, like it, it, people are going to assume, oh, this was the guy. This is yeah. the, the problem. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 messed up. I've watched Craig Carton's show just a few times, and it's a lot of him. Uh, he feel I feel like he shoots from the hip to an extreme degree. 
Oh yeah, uh, like uninformed shooting from the hip. Yeah, <laughs> on, on on certain stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's when, messed up. That that sentence right there is messed up. Yep. It'll be very interesting to see if a high profile very player will be with up. them next season. Very, very messed up. Um. So yeah, dude, they're trying to get eleven thousand college football players to agree to a stipend of six hundred six hundred dollars each for their name, image, and likeness in the upcoming return of EA Sports College Football video game. What are the chances they get 11,000 college football players, several of whom have marketing agents now, yeah, to no agree to a $600? I think 95% of them will. Like not, you know, like $600. Six, yeah. I, I think uh, I think 95% of them will. I think the the 5% that won't will be the ones that are getting big NIL deals for stuff. Right. They need to be it's just like when anybody comes through with like an eminent domain type of situation mm-hmm. like they want to run a power line through your neighborhood or something. Yeah, yeah. It pays to hold out. Be difficult. Mm-hmm. Be difficult. It's not as easy. Back in the day, the government could come through and be like, "Hey, listen. Uh, this neighborhood, it ain't here no more. Uh, eminent domain. Yeah. Eminent domain." You muscle like you around. Uh, yeah, like now it's a little tougher to just skate by with that stuff. So you hold out. You hold out. They want to build a high-speed rail, something like that. Hold out. Don't be this don't be the sucker that signs for $600. Yep. Yep. All right, Payne and Pendergast with you on a uh, on a Thursday. All right, so I asked Seth a question yesterday on the show. And I botched it bad. You botched it bad. It's one of the worst moments I've had in radio, I would say. L- I was just completely lost mentally. And we're going to revisit it, right? Yeah. We're going to revisit Landry, it. Landry, well, of course, Landry put it on his show yesterday. Yeah. Um, and I was like fully willing to, I, I knew I'd messed up. I was feeling, but it was, it was kind of funny exactly how it played out and that Landry was the one criticizing me for these things. Okay. Um, and, uh, especially given his immediate response to all of I've it. I've listened yeah. to none of this just to be right, clear. I mean, yeah. obviously I listened to the part that's you and I doing it. I didn't, yeah. I didn't listen to their segment on this yesterday. So I'm curious to, I'm curious to hear your analysis. We're going to see who botched this. the, who botched it worse, okay. me or Landry. Okay. Yeah. We're going to do that. And that is coming. And it's a question about the Texans, by the way, D'Amico dust versus Stroud spell. Yeah. We did that segment. We're going to explore coming up next. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. 
because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Sports Radio 610 presents... Payne and Pendergast. Right, so Seth and I did a segment yesterday that I the it got actually pretty good reaction uh, from people. They like the question. You're right, right, right. Yeah, they like the question, and and we'll we'll set up the question here. But this is a question. This is a segment. You feel like you didn't have your best segment in this one. I was awful. Yeah. I was just awful. My my brain was not working. Yeah, and I don't know exactly why. I've mm-hmm. got ideas, but it was uh, it was bad, and I kind of left you out in the lurch because you're trying to. Uh, present this question mm-hmm. and you thought it was a good topic mm-hmm. and I just completely whiffed on it twice so to, to set this up in the Lord of Radio Landry Locker noticed of course and you know the Lord of Radio cannot let this pass he had to talk about it yesterday I'm not going to make this a big thing about addressing the Lord of Radio's criticism of this segment it was awful um, but I do want to A answer your question okay. and, eventually okay. and B also bring up a good point that one of the listeners brought up uh, about Jalen Petrie so okay. just to lay it all out I I edited this down. Sean, uh, for the second time in this segment yesterday, asked this question of me. If you're Nick Casario, I want to make a splash. Do I do it at skill positions where I feel like, I don't know, CJ might be, I don't know that I need to go splurging at skill positions. CJ can raise the level of guys. Or do I look at the defense and go, I don't know, man, like D'Amico can make average guys look a whole lot better. Like if, if I'm Nick, how does that prism affect, you know, like how, how does that affect your spending if you're Nick? Are you more likely to just trust the D'Amico dust or more likely to trust what CJ does? That makes sense. It does make sense. Okay. Yes. I mean, I did edit that down from 47 seconds down to 27 seconds. My <laughs> I, mind does wander during a long question. I, 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 can, get wordy. I can get wordy during questions, for <laughs> it sure. Does, it does make sense. This, this, without having added any dead space or anything at all, from the very moment that Sean's question uh, ended, this is my answer. That makes sense? <laughs> I think... Um, I, yeah, I, I thought. I, Which is I'm more powerful, be... the D'Amico dust or the CJ smell? I'm so defeated. Uh, uh, <laughs> I, okay. the, the CJ smell, I guess. <laughs> okay, so that was Landry's voice. They were listening along. Right, right. So I right. took the clip of this is them listening. Uh, yeah. you're going to hear Landry and Lopez a little bit in there. Yep. Um, so yeah, that was long, and was then long. I answered with, "I guess that was really bad. That was awful." Awful, right? Yeah, the dead yeah, space? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. To have dead space like that. And then to be unsure. I was unsure of, like, yeah, it's a simple question. Yeah. And I was totally unsure. Yeah, in my mind, I'm going just, I'm, in my mind, I'm going to just fake an answer, yeah. Seth. You know, like, right, say right. Even give if you some don't mean kind it. of an answer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Sean, I hem and haw for a little bit longer. Sean desperately tries to, tries to reset here. Uh, Payne and Pendergast with you on a, uh, on a, got to do the reset uh, Wednesday. Um, one person, one of our listeners says defense, Ooh, look the at the listener. Chiefs defense for All the Super right, Bowl, maybe it. a shut down corner. Oh, okay, so Landry cut it off because it dismissively says, oh, a listener, you know, like, oh, Seth, Seth run into the text line okay. to try to bail the segment out or something because yeah, yeah. he doesn't know what he's going to say. So long, awkward pause, didn't give an actual answer, and uh, then I went running to the text line. So very 
Very, very clear. I, that was all hey, sloppy on my can part. Can I be Bad. clear? I just want to be clear. Yeah. I was glad you went running to the text line because I didn't have right. anywhere to go from there. You know, right? That's what, and I sensed that too. Yeah, but part of it too, like, part, like I was a little bit confused because I had read the rundown wrong. Right. So I kind of was trying to change gears again. It was me being stupid. It was totally my mm-hmm, fault. Mm-hmm. Um, so after they after they had fun listening to me botch that, and mm-hmm. the, again, horrible, horrible radio on my part. Mm-hmm. Um, Landry asked that question of mm-hmm. Lopez. Okay. He said. Was it the C.J. Stroud magical ability, or was it the the Nico Ryan's pixie dust? I'm going to play just the little best part of Lopez finishing up his answer, and then without editing or anything else, I'll give you Landry responding to Lopez. Okay, as great as he is, I think it still all emanates from D'Amico. You know, even a little bit on the offensive side. I would, I would say. I, I would I would kind of cop out and say both. <laughs> oh, <laughs> wow! Whoa! Sorry, I, mean, I didn't have a. I sorry, I wasn't you, ready. Yeah. Uh, sorry, I wasn't ready with some hot fire, smoke and action like yeah. that. Landry, you yeah. might want that one back. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, um, so this is uh, Landry finishing up immediately, flowing into this. Okay. I, I think it can work both ways. I, I would say that. D'Amico, pixie dust. Someone brings up a good point on the text line. Did it? Did it work with Jalen Petrie? <laughs> he went to the text line too. So he went to the text line. Yeah, <laughs> I thought I went back and listened. I was like, is this part of a bit? Like, where they're trying to be like me or something? Like, no, it wasn't. That was actually Landry's actual response. So the awkward pauses, uh, crapping on a topic, um, going to the text line in desperation. Like, I, I'll take it from anybody except the Lord of Radio, it's Landry Locker. Playbook, okay? man. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Um, he asked himself the question again and was more prepared the second time. <laughs> I'm just as far as now, I do think that listener brought up a good line. Yeah. Sorry to lean on the text line. Yeah. The Jalen Petrie, the Jalen Petrie uh, dynamic was a good and fair point. Oh, is that the, so? That's what the texter was texting about Jalen Petrie. Yeah, like yeah. okay, he didn't. Um, D'Amico didn't do fantastic things for Jalen Petrie. No, I think that. D'Amico asks a lot of his safeties. D'Amico asks a lot of the guys up the middle of his defense, mm-hmm. the linebackers and safeties especially. And it really was – it was Jalen Petrie's first true taste of playing free safety in the NFL, I think. And um, I know a lot of people think, oh, he should just be up around the box all the time. I, I, I don't think that's going to be – D'Amico doesn't want to have to run a defense where he has to have a box safety and a deep safety. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they'd like to be able to have those guys play evenly in the backfield and cover two and cover four. And it's just – that's not always going to be in the cards – I think that Jalen Petrie has very much the football IQ, very much the instinct, and very much the the work ethic to become a really good safety in the NFL. I think he was just he was asked to do a lot last year, and I think in in some ways he might have been a victim of his own hype. Mm-hmm. That I think that like people were so excited about him being such a dynamic playmaker that he needed to really learn that he's got to step back and like learn the basics of safety mm-hmm. first. Cause he wasn't really a safety in college. Yeah. You know? Do you feel like in the, like along the defense, like uh, to me, Petrie was the rare player on that defense that didn't exceed expectations, I think. And, and, and I know they weren't a great defense by any means, but they were one of the worst defenses in football the year before. Um, I don't know. Like, I'm trying to think of, like, which do I trust? Like, I I trust the, I trust D'Amico's ability to raise the level of average guys to above average and above average to elite 
more than I do C.J. Stroud at this point to raise the level of people on offense. I think there's a very good chance that Nico Collins is just a very, very good football player. And Tank Dell yeah. is a very, very good football player. The fact of the matter is, like, when guys weren't getting open, the offense wasn't doing squat, and they couldn't run the football, you know, and C.J.'s out there with them. I think, though, that they're going to spend money on defense this year in, in free agency. And this is where I am. I think that when we talk about spending resources and yeah. splashes or what have you, there's the draft and there's free agency. I like splash purchases on defense for where we are right now with C.J. Stroud yeah. and the defense because I think that, A, defensive players are more – I just I generally trust them to be more plug and play yeah. unless they take a drop off a cliff or something especially in a system like this with the draft though I look at so with the draft I look at CJ and I want somebody who can grow with CJ. Yeah. I want wide receivers and running backs and tight ends that can grow with CJ and with each successive year they get more of that nonverbal communication, mm -hmm. that ESP level of understanding what the other guy is thinking. So right now you can support CJ by sure going out in the draft and getting him some studs mm -hmm. that have extreme athleticism, mm -hmm. but also help him out in free agency by getting some defensive studs. You know, yeah. nothing, nothing helps a good young running back or a young quarterback more than a good defense. Absolutely. Like I, that's, you, you got to look at it that way. Like helping CJ Stroud doesn't mean just going and getting him a third receiver or an elite running back. Like you, you get that defense, you get that defense going and there's a, you know, definitely a symbiotic effect uh, on the team. Uh, Payne and Pendergast with you on a uh, on a Thursday here. Where was the one that talked about? Oh, here we go. Here's one that could splinter a group. We're talking about this earlier when Craig Carton said that something happened in the Philadelphia Eagles locker room this year that would splinter any group of men, any group of men. He said it twice for emphasis. Any group of yes. men. Here's one that could splinter a group. The guy who keeps replying all to team emails when the topic is directed to one person. Screw that guy and trade his ass. I know that's an NFL issue necessarily. <laughs> there are a lot of uh, there are a lot of like real place real world issues that you definitely don't have in the NFL. Like yeah. I'm not I don't consider myself working in an office environment except we still have that that group email dynamic and mm -hmm. everything. It's uh it's not quite like that. Like the nice thing about the NFL is it's still manual labor, yeah. you know. It's, it's, it's manual labor, extremely well compensated. Right. But you don't have a lot of this other nonsense that you have to deal with in an office job or anything. Did you even it's have like, an email address with either of the teams you were with? No, God, no. No, I wouldn't. Know. I, think I, I think I technically you sure? did. I found out about it. Right. <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> That'd be fun to go back. <laughs> Seth.Payne at Jaguars.com. No, it was hard enough to even receive mail. They, yeah. You had your cubby holes. Like never mail mail, it. right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, you, there's no HR meetings. Mm -hmm. there was no, instead of HR meetings, we had meetings with like a retired FBI officer telling us about you know to be careful in strip clubs. Right, <laughs> that's right. where they that's where they get you and start mm -hmm. trying to get you to shave. Those points. were your meetings. They get uh yeah yeah. That's yeah. funny. Um, do you? I'm not a reply all guy to company emails. Um, we have people here that reply all to happy birthday. I like the birthday emails. I think it's cool because then I can then, if it's somebody who I'm friends with, I can personally shoot them a text to say, hey, happy birthday. Yeah. The people that feel the need to reply all, oh, happy birthday, Bob. You know, like that. Like, stop clogging up my email. Do you think the reply all people to those emails think that people like you and me that don't reply all are, are jerks because we're That's not wishing wondered. happy birthdays? 
Right. I don't. Th- I don't think so. Or congratulations. We get a lot of emails like, "Hey, I, yeah. this show just won an award," and everybody's replying, "Oh, congrats!" Cong-. And I just, I'll text them, "Congrats." You know. If somebody thinks you're a jerk for not doing it on the group email, then they think the vast majority of people are jerks. Because I did the math in my head on that. I was trying to figure out, like, all right, is this an example where I'm the outlier and I'm being unnaturally... What'd you learn? Scrooge-like. Well, we've got, like, 150 people or so on some of those email chains. Mm -hmm. And there might be, like, five or six reply-alls. Yeah, that's true. So the vast majority of people are not doing a reply-all. Yeah, okay, good, good. So the vast majority of the people that work here are good people. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just joking. If you reply all, you're not a bad person. You're just annoying when you reply all to things. That's all. Are you sold on Mike Evans for the Houston Texans? Let's let a former Heisman Trophy winner sell you on Mike Evans, a teammate of his, one Jonathan Manziel. We will do that next. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Live from the Twin Peaks studios, Sports Radio 610 presents... Pain and Pendergast. Um, my buddy Wallace is texting me right now about the Johnny Manziel podcast. Full disclosure, he, he's, he's good friends with Kevin Sumlin, and I'm not going to read his texts on the air or anything like that, but the, the very unsettling thing, and we're going to hear from Johnny here in just a second. I'm going to let Johnny sell us on Mike Evans um, in just a minute, but that very unsettling thing happened, Seth, where Wallace is texting me something. I can see the little oval with the three flashy dots inside of it yeah like oh he's typing right now he's typing me something and it went away and there's been no text since then so i don't know i don't think ellipses blue balls yeah and and we're not (laughs) we're not on a you know wallace and i you know we're like best friends so he's not texting me we're not having a conversation where i feel like he's about to take me to task on something but there Mm -hmm. are times where i do get into text exchanges with people where it can get a little you know contentious back and forth or you know there's something going on and you see the typing going, I'm like, okay, here comes their retort. Get ready yeah. for mine. And the little dots are there, and then they disappear, and then nothing. Like, nothing for the rest of the day. So, clearly, they were ready to really unload they, on me, and they thought better of it. They bit their tongue. Yeah. They were like, okay, uh, they realized at the moment, like, okay, probably better off. I'm going to count to ten and then think about this later. Okay. And I'm like, give it to me. Go ahead. Yeah. Say it. <laughs> say it, man. Send it. Text it. See, Lopez will never know the joys of that, of Elipse watching. No. 
Because he's got an Android. I don't think you do. If somebody on an Android is typing you a text, you don't see that on your iPhone, right? Uh, no, I'm, I'm honest. I'll be honest. I've never looked at the screen of an Android before. So we'll ask. What? It's like like some level of purity or something, <laughs> like the, like lesbian women who have never been with a man. No, I know. Uh, I, I, know. I forget what I'm it's a, called. I'm an Android yeah. version, yeah, virgin, yeah. virgin. Yeah. <laughs> um, we'll ask John during the uh, crosstalk when he comes in. All right, Mike Evans, uh, gold star. You're a gold star. You're a gold star iPhone user. Yes. You've never you've never had any kind of dalliance. That's with right. A, uh, Steve with Jobs. I'm pointing Android. at the sky right yeah. now. It's for you, Steve Jobs. Um, Mike Evans, teammate of Johnny Manziel. Here was Johnny Manziel on his uh, his teammate Mike Evans and how much they tore up the Aggies when they were both redshirt freshmen. Mike Evans, and that's somebody that, man, what a brother to me, man. Uh, it makes me even emotional even think about it. We got to come in at the same time in redshirt. And that redshirt year, we were tearing their ass up on the scout team. <laughs> we were starting that recipe of that pot. And we were starting to cook. And then as that year goes on, that redshirt freshman year that we play together, you start to see a kid who's like a man amongst boys out there and like really 6'5 with that frame. Like he was always what he was. But that confidence that started to grow in him, me and him had this telepathy. Same way you probably had with a quarterback back in the day where it's just like that was a route. Right. Quick, easy. He knew everything. And me and him had that relationship that was like special, special. And it'll never be taken from us. You know, I can sit here and talk to him and still do the same signals just 12 years later. I can throw a peace sign. He's going to go to the crib. Right. Is what that means <laughs> every time. So, you know, to have a special bond with somebody like that, that kid, that guy, that man means the world to me. I'm sold. I, That's really push cool. Me, push me over the edge. It is. Uh, I like the fact that at some point along the way, Mike Evans would have had to tell, tell Johnny, hey, Johnny, we're in the NFL now. I, I'm pretty sure they're on to the peace sign. Uh, we might need to mix it up a little bit, okay? <laughs> Silent count. <laughs> we may, yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude. Maybe a wink this week. Yeah. I don't know. Just, yeah. <laughs> two, two, two things that I, that, I, that I loved about that. One, there's part of me that feels like Johnny's angling for a job back in the NFL with whatever team Mike Evans goes to. Yeah. Like he's got this chemistry still to this day. I know I can get 13 <laughs> touchdowns out of Mike Evans for you. Um, the other thing was he's talking to Shannon Sharp, Hall of Famer, and he's like, probably the same way you had with, you know, whatever quarterback you played with. Like, yeah, his name was John Elway. <laughs> like, he played with John Elway. Um, I do. It's, it's tough with Johnny Manziel in this interview. It's two hours long. Like, he, he's very open about the fact that he's still a work in progress and he's got a lot of work to do on himself. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I don't, I, I feel bad because in discussing it, you end up kind of criticizing some of the things he says and yeah. agreeing with others. But I like the part that, when he's not selling out his former coaches or like trying to teammates. enlist former teammates uh, in wars against other players or right. something, right. Uh, you <laughs> you feel bad for him. When he's not selling people out, you yeah. do feel bad for him. Here is Johnny Manziel on how winning the Heisman changed him to Johnny football. Coming back with the Heisman Trophy, what I was doing, hey, you can't smoke weed. <laughs> Man, give me the fattest, dude. Give me the fattest what you got. Talk about us. Bought a box of white out white grapes. We ain't even slowing down nothing over here. This is what we're doing. So you win the Heisman. We come back. We play Oklahoma in the Cotton Bowl. Smash it. Smack. 
that night after the game is the infamous sparklers in the mouth with the Dom and the Burberry scarf. Yeah. Right after. This is where, like, it starts. And it's like, we just smacked our old rival in the Big 12 and Jerry World in front of 105. Right. On New Year's Day. This is where the ego, this is where the, you know, this is where you shift from, you know, Johnny Manziel into Johnny Football, the little transition. Mm-hmm. And then from there, it's Mr. It's Johnny Football. I'm toying with them in practice. They're mad. But you know, out there, under them lights, no that chance. ain't going to happen, brother. It ain't gonna, it's not going to happen. Right. And that's not me speaking out of my ass. It, I, I got right. film. Right. You know, I, got, I got stuff to show you that, like, I, wasn't what, I was more than what you thought I was, especially as a running quarterback. Wow. 1,400 yards rushing in my freshman year. Wow. It's documented. It's documented. <laughs> yeah. But then you, you you took a step back in the second year. He did. That's another thing that runs through this interview is this perception is he's talking about how his dad his dad wanted $3 million uh, to stay and not go into the draft and all this stuff. He doesn't really acknowledge the fact that, yeah, he, he definitely suffered in that second year. It was not the same performance as in his Heisman year. He's, he had said that the $3 million would have kept him there for the rest of his eligibility for two more years, and I just – that I don't know, man. Like that would have been, that would have been strange. I wonder. I wonder if the same. I, I know that you talked about the isolation in Cleveland, and I think that had a yeah. lot to do with why it got really, really bad for Johnny. And the NFL is just harder than college football. But he, to your point, he wasn't trending in the right direction. Like if he had taken, if the, if A and M had come up with the three million, and Johnny lives yeah. up to his end of the promise and stays for two more years, I wonder if this story has a similar ending. The ending, the equivalent ending, would have been he's undraftable. Like he's doing things now. You know, he's getting DUIs he already, and he's, 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 he's flunked yeah. out of life, you know? He already, cause he already was undraftable in many teams' eyes. Correct. They just had him, they had him as a do not draft That's guy. That's right. And, you know, it was only, it was gonna be the, it was gonna be the Cowboys, the Browns, and who knows who else that were gonna draft him. But I think there was, and he talks about that in this interview. There was uncertainty in his mind as to whether he would actually get drafted or mm-hmm. not. And probably, I don't know, at that point, whatever the point, he only knows the story about the $3 million because his dad told him. So however that actually happened. Yeah. Um, like, <laughs> they, they tried to strong arm the A&M uh, out of $3 million to get him to stay. Yeah. Uh, according to his dad, mm-hmm. according to Johnny. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that... Like he might have really felt at that point that like all right I've already gotten feedback from teams that I might not go in the first round yeah three million dollars is better than Sounds whatever good. I'll get in the third fourth fifth round yeah 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 and that would have been three million of A and M coming up with it who knows who else is dropping money on Johnny at that point too you know the illegal nil world that was going on at that point um, one more from uh, old JFF Johnny bleeping football you um, you. Like how, or not like, but you notice, Seth, how fixated he is on hot takes about Texas high school football. Yeah, he now keeps on mentioning quality. all these like in, uh, horrendous NFL quarterbacks, yeah. but making a point that they are awesome high school okay. quarterbacks. Yeah. Could Johnny Manziel? Could Johnny Manziel be coming for our jobs with hot takes like a Mount Rushmore yeah. of Texas high school football? The best that I got to like be around Andrew Luck was a little bit before me. Mm-hmm. So from what I saw and I remember, Kyler, top notch. You know, I didn't get the breeze days. Stafford for the legacy he left at Highland Park and what you would hear about. And nobody had an arm in the state of Texas like him ever. So Kyler, Stafford, for sure. I think you have to throw RG3 in there for winning a Heisman. I think you have to throw Baker in there for winning the Heisman. So you got what? Three Heisman trophy winners yep. and Stafford? Yep. Pretty good. And your goat is Kyler. To me. To me. And he's younger than me. Wow. 
We actually, we probably should. I was okay with that level of high school uh, quarterback talking. Yeah, that yeah. was good. Yeah, we, uh, yeah, we probably should have played that earlier. I bet a lot of people would have reacted to that just to see. Kyler, well, is, it, Kyler is generally considered like the modern era best high school football player in Texas. Well, I, I guess because he was doing there what I would. Uh, like he was letting Heisman trophies or pro success maybe filter into some of the assessment of the high school quarterback. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, who are the? This is a good one for our listeners. Who's the best high school quarterback who like didn't win a Heisman or national championship in college and also didn't go on to to be great in the pros? Like, like would okay, you know like in, te- Young, in Texas? You're saying? Yeah, in yeah, Texas. Yeah. yeah, the best Texas high school yeah. quarterback. So, I, like, somebody below Vince Young, you yeah. know, like, you, you didn't achieve great right. success in college um, or the NFL, and yet we're an incredible high school quarterback. Oh, yeah, text in. I'm just curious, because we won't be here for it, but at the very least, the text page will be flooded with a bunch of rando quarterback names for In the Loop when they get in Yes, here. and keep them going. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I want your high school oh, so quarterback long. names. Turn the anybody, text Anybody, any high school quarterback you've ever known in the state of Texas, keep texting keep it in. Keep sending it in during yes. In the Loop on the, on the, uh, on the, on the text page. Um, text back to the Texans here. My outlook is spend on a top corner or safety and running back. Give CJ a good running game, take off pressure, uh, draft a burner wide receiver that can take the top off a of defense. I yeah. Secondary is not where I see them spending money. And you've made this point. Like it's a more front seven driven defense. Right? I, I think it's, it's a front seven different driven defense. I, I don't want to sit here and act like it's simple to replace Steven Nelson mm-hmm. if they don't re-sign Steven Nelson. Steven Nelson played very well for them. But I think when you have a Derek Stingley, mm-hmm. as long as he can stay healthy, it also makes life that much easier for your other cornerback. And I, I think that that's probably what they're figuring. I don't, think they, I don't think they necessarily feel like they need to go out and get in free agency a stud cornerback to compliment Derek Stingley, they might get a st- another Steven Nelson equivalent in free agency, yeah. but I don't think they have to go high dollar. And plus, there aren't that many cornerbacks out there in free agency. No, and then that's a position that gets franchise tagged a lot. Yeah, like, yeah corner, corner yeah. is one. You know, cor- corner like you know, I don't know if the Chiefs are going to use it on Snead or whatever, yeah. but that's a that is a that is a franchise taggable position. I think plug and play guys that I feel good about positions that I feel good about. For this defense, are edge rusher because there's quite a few good edge rushers available in free agency now. I don't think I, I I don't think half of them will get franchise tagged. I think there's still going to be a few good ones out there. Um, and then off ball linebacker is as well. Which remember last year they went and signed like four journeyman caliber <laughs> off ball linebackers. It was just yeah. a massive like let's see what we've got that can maybe. Fill in aside our, our draft pick, Henry Toto and Christian Harris, who is already there, um, <clears throat> and Cashman, who had been re-signed. But they still went out and signed three more guys. Like, they, they are still working on off-ball linebacker. Yep. Well, yep. In this, it, linebacker in this scheme. I'm yeah. I'm used to 3-4 now. We haven't seen it. No franchise tags yet, right? It, I mean, we're only two days in, but we haven't seen any yet, have we? I haven't seen not, any. Not that I know of. Okay. Um, they're probably still in that kind of maybe throwing out an initial offer yeah. to see if they can agree to something. Probably more and next week. If it gets, the deadline, the franchise tag is a deadline of sorts because, okay, we're going to – we 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 can't come to terms. we got to figure out what we need to do with everybody else to right. create cap space, then we're going to franchise tag. You. Yeah, the tag deadline is March 5th, so that's a week before – Free agency starts. The one thing you know, I was thinking about yesterday, I was skeptical about using the franchise tag on Dalton Schultz. Mm-hmm. 
it is one of the advantages of having as much cap space as the Texans do. Even though they have to use a lot of that cap space to re-sign guys and to bring some guys in just to complete a roster, you don't have to do anything with your existing roster right now to, to slap a tag on somebody. Right, like, right, right. You got so, the room. Right. Like some of the other teams, they might want to franchise tag some of these gr- genuinely great players, but then they've, they've got to restructure like three more guys Dude. just to get the room to franchise tag somebody. I'm seeing stories like Miami wants to franchise tag Christian Wilkins. And I'm like, good luck. You're $50 million over the cap. What are you yeah. going to do? What are you going to do? Right, right. Yeah, exactly. You know, John Lopez is here. John, we were talking earlier. Well, one, one quick thing. Yes. On an Android, are you able to see when somebody is typing Oh, yeah, the little dots? You get I the heard dots? you talking about that. Yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah. So oh, you, you get that? Either yeah. From yeah. one of us types? You yeah. Get, yeah. You get the we dots. can actually make calls, too. So can I. So can I. I don't think that Maybe was not a, today, though. I don't think that was a device specific thing, was it? Um, it was an AT and T thing. Yeah. Also, um, we in light of the phone outage earlier today, people were asking uh, which sports radio six ten personalities would best survive a hol- uh, uh, an uh, apocalypse of the phones of the an, an apocalypse period. Oh, I'm on that list. You, 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 you yeah. and Seth got pr- yeah. uh, got pretty good, uh, pretty good ratings on that. Yeah, list. Yeah, I How feel you, like I'm on that list. Do you do you feel like it's your outdoorsman skills? That yes, would, right. You would be able to. I can to start ride a that? fire without matches. I can hunt. I can, can fish. You? Yeah. Can you really? Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. I mean, so you gotta have jealous. the right stuff around. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, flint and stuff uh, like uh, that. Well, yeah, flint and other things. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, yeah, you yeah, and I think Seth Lopez got would actually scores. do really well on the survival side. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Landry, you and I didn't do so good. I'm on cooked, that. <laughs> <laughs> but I can rob fools. I can rob fools. For you can sure. be robbing yeah, people. Yeah, I, I can rob. Yes, some yeah, yeah. We figured your your caginess would help you survive for a little while. Yeah, I. I mean, yeah, maybe, maybe so. I don't know. I don't either. I, I don't <laughs> feel like I'd be lost without phone service. He would negotiate his way walk, into. I could walk a lot, so like you know, maybe I would find something. I don't know. There you go. Um, Show didn't do well either. Nah, Can't ride he a bike. He would be, he'd be the first one dead. <laughs> <laughs> he'd be the first one dead. He'd be gone. Can't ride a bike. All right. Uh, In the Loop is up next. I'm sure they've got relevant topics that are uh, yeah, all yours. better than the apocalypse. Thank you. Yeah, I appreciate that. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.